What is going on, everybody? You are back on another edition of the Coach's Corner. I am Justin Dupengeiser. I am joined, as always, by my guy, Caleb James. Caleb, what's going on, dude? Not too much. We're glad to be back here with you guys. Um, it seems like the NFL offseason is gone full silence mode, but that's because the draft is right around the corner. And before we get into our draft stuff, has there been any news or anything around the league you want to talk about real quick? I know, you know, the Britt Reed situation, that's something I feel like is definitely going to be discussed more, but maybe that now is not the greatest time for that one. Yeah, that's that's kind of the big news in Chiefs Kingdom is is the Britt Reed uh, news. I guess that that might be worth waiting on to kind of see the whole process kind of play out and see what happens. Um, obviously, the whole situation is just a very unfortunate one, um, you know, from the little girl, first of all, thinking of her always. So hopefully everything is going better there. She's recovering and continuing to recover. And obviously the, the whole situation with the Reeds and, and their family and stuff. So tough situation for sure. But um, we're going to hear, we're going to talk about some draft stuff. Really, like you said, it hasn't been too much NFL news. The, the, the rumors are swirling that potentially the Chiefs are talking to the Ravens about Orlando Brown. Um I don't know. I, do you think that they like what would they have to even? I don't even know what they would have to give give up for that. Like what that would look like. It's so interesting because you think I mean the Ravens they haven't been able to beat the Chiefs in what three tries now in the last three seasons. I don't think the the first thing they're going to want to do is give away you know one of their guys you know one of their best players on their team to the Chiefs unless they're getting a big haul out of it. And with a guy like Brown Jr., you know. He's got one year left on his contract. There's a million reasons why the Chiefs shouldn't, but there's one reason why I could see Brett Beach pulling the trigger and going after it. It's Brown has talent, you know. He's a really good player. He's massive. He is really, you know, he's gotten better the last couple of seasons. I don't know if he's going to be worth the money he's getting hyped up for, and I know he's not necessarily going to be a great fit for the Chiefs' offense, but he's still young and he's very talented and he's massive. And those are the three things you look for when you're trying to get an offensive lineman. So I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I don't think it's likely right now. Yeah, I would, I would think it was just would be super interesting too, for the reasons you said, you know, the, the Ravens are one of the, you know, biggest threats. The chiefs are one of the biggest threats to the Ravens, I should say in the AFC. So I, I can't think of why they would want to, you know, give them a left tackle, you know, trade for trade a left tackle them when they know the Chiefs need a left tackle, basically. But tonight we're going to potentially address that need at tackle. And we're going to go through and we're going to do a little mock draft here. Um, we'll go through, we'll kind of talk about some of the Chiefs needs, who the players might be available at the spot. And maybe we can, uh, you know, come to a consensus here about what, what the Chiefs might do. Um so obviously, first round, we'll start there. That's usually a good place to start in a mock draft. They have the uh, 31st overall pick. And the, the, I guess the first thing is the, the needs that they have, obviously people have talked about offensive tackle, you know, wide receiver, linebacker, interior offensive line, edge rusher, cornerback. I think that they could get – they could go really any direction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, offensive tackle seems to be the glaring one. But I do think that there is a chance that they don't go there in the first round. I I could definitely see that also. You know, tackle is where they have their biggest need at. But is this going to be a situation where they're wanting to take 
another talented player at a position like maybe wide receiver or even cornerback. This is where this kind of thing is going to get interesting at because there are a lot of players falling in this range, and it'll be interesting to see which players are off the board and which ones go. I think it's important to remember they can always trade out of this pick and gain more picks and then be in a very, you know, an even better situation, almost be able to pick up the same guys. Obviously, for the intents and purposes of this, I don't think we're going to be doing any trading. That's just always a possibility that could be on the table when you're drafting, you know, from like 28 to 32 or whatever. But if I was the Chiefs in this round, if this guy was available, I would go ahead and take Liam Eikenberg out of Notre Dame. He's been a guy who I have enjoyed tremendously watching his film. I know his head coach said he doesn't think he would be a potential left tackle in the NFL. That's fine. I, I understand, you know, that's his opinion. And to be fair, he would probably do better on the right side. But his film to me is so good and he's so consistent. I think they could get away with him at left tackle and help him develop, you know, his peak is about where it's going to be, but he would be the most solid. It would be the safest choice off the board at 31. That's that's at least what I think about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely could see um, Eichenberg being being the guy that they look at at offensive tackle. There's also, um, out of North Dakota State, Dylan Radunes. I don't know how to say Dylan Raddins. 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 Um, Sam Cosme out of Texas. Um, you know, there's some options there at offensive tackle, and I think that's potentially why they could end up not going at tackle. Um, if you go, you know, look at some of the other positions in need, I know that they, you know, they, they signed Austin Blythe or whatever. The center, I still think interior offensive line could be a look where they have a guy like Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC who could play a guard position. Um, they have Landon Dickerson out of Alabama, who's, who's a stud, you know, obviously got injured. But tremendous, tremendous football player. Um, you know, if they wanted to go the wide receiver route, there's guys like Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU, Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss, Kadarius Tony out of Florida. So you got options there. What about the I, dude from Minnesota? What's his the receiver from Minnesota? Rashad from Minnesota? Bateman. Yeah, do you think he's going to be there? Or do you think he'll be gone? No, I think Bateman could definitely be there. I think that that's he's a he's a pretty interesting name because people. Will, like um, seemed to be pretty all over the board on him. He had a super productive uh, two years ago, which would have been, you know, before the COVID year. And then this past year, not as much production, which is just weird, like not quite quite as explosive, Um, but obviously a good player. He could be there. You know, there's Ed Rushers, Aziz, um, Ajulari. Again, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that name. You know, Jason Awa or whatever out of Penn State, the dude has just ran like a 4-3, like just crazy athletic. Uh, linebackers, there's tons of options. DBs, Greg Newsom. Dude, that's that's a that's, that's a tough that's man. That's, that's, an pick. <laughs> that's my guy. Greg Newsom the second is a guy that I you we can I will screenshot back on January like nineteenth or something like twenty-third or something like that. I put in the Slack chat for Arrowhead Live. I said, Greg Newsom second is my draft crush. Like, just love watching the guy play. He's he's phenomenal. And now all of a sudden he's kind of shot up the board and is in the first round. Um, what, do you, what do you think about the potential of adding another elite corner like that to the Chiefs defense? It really makes you wonder, would they just find another option to tackle to have that elite defense? I'm always a big draft alignment every year guy. 
And in this year, when they seem to be needing to tackle the most, Greg Newsom has definitely caught my attention. I mean, he's a ball player. He comes from a great football program. It's li- I mean, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people think when it comes to that final pick. Yeah, and I, I, I honestly think that they could go linebacker as well. I think that they want, like, even VG even mentioned that. You know, there's Jeremiah Wosu Koromoa from Notre Dame, who is kind of like the in between guy size wise, but just an athletic guy who who is physical and can hit. And you know, they have Jamin Davis, who is from. Kentucky and all these guys, Mizzou, Nick Bolin, all these guys, you know, so Zayvon Collins from Tulsa. I, I think there's – it's crazy to say this, and I know I've just listed about a 1,000 guys, but, like, to me, like, literally I think all these guys are in play. Like, Gregory Rousseau, you know, edge rusher out of Miami, Florida. Like, I think all these guys are truthfully in play at the 31st overall pick, and that's why I think I, – I could easy, I could easily see them trading back. Like you mentioned, we're not going to do it now, but I think a trade back would make so much sense for them if they can find somebody to do it with just because there are so many players in this range that I think that they could go with. Um, so you think you think Eichenberg? Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll ride with him. You're gonna ride with Eichenberg. All right, I, I, we can do that. We'll we'll go tackle here in the first. I, I like I said, I I don't think that there's absolute any reason to think that you know he's not in play. Obviously, with the need that the Chiefs had have at the position, he's a guy I like him. I think that he he could step in and certainly play. The he actually reminds me a little bit of Eric Fisher. He reminds me more of Schwartz. And the usage, not, you know, I think the main thing with that is he's not a tremendous athlete, but yeah. neither was Mitchell Schwartz, but it's just that little things, every play, good footwork, quick feet and pass protection and strong hands. I think it's a pretty good combination. And I think they could honestly trade back about 10 picks and he's probably still there at like 40, 42, something like that. Yeah, I could, I could certainly see that. So if we go offensive tackle in the first, the next pick that they have is pick 63 in the second round. So, again, so they still have the option of interior offensive line, uh, linebacker, wide receiver. Um, I think all these these options are there. Tight end two would be an interesting one to me. Where you got guys like a Brevin Jordan out of Miami of Florida who didn't test as well as I thought he would. He, he definitely looks – more athletic than his test numbers would indicate on the football field, which, you know, the, the tape, the tape will tell you, like, to me, that tells more than um, anything, I guess, than just, you know, running around in your, your tights or whatever, whatever tell you. But uh, there's another guy in this range. If you look in secondary, maybe not corner, but Andre Cisco out of, out of Syracuse safety, another one of my draft crushes in the secondary he could probably be there around this pick, or maybe even drift a little bit to the third. Um, if if the Chiefs take take offensive tackle in the first, where do you think they look in the second? Um, you know, I think there's a couple of options. Obviously, that tied in. You know, I don't know if you mentioned it, but Pat Freermuth and Tommy Tremble, they've both played a lot of football. I don't know if they'd necessarily be great fits for what the Chiefs do, but they're good. They're good players, I think. I wouldn't even put it past the Chiefs to go with a guard here or something like that, even if they needed one. You know, Creed Humphrey could be around, Josh Myers from Ohio State. You know, those guys can play center. They can play guard. And it all I think a lot of that goes back to that Blythe contract not really looking like starter money to where I think center could still be an option. And then wide receiver, I think that they're going to want to try to address the receiver position. Now, it's interesting because we've heard the reports out of them that are saying, like, what, that Byron Pringle looking to have his breakout season and then 
Demarcus Robinson thinks he can be a thousand yard guy. I, I don't know if that's just smoke or they're blowing right now, but they've. I feel like those guys have had their chances. They can try to go after some new talent. Some guys in that range I've been looking at. Um, I like a mom Ross St. Brown at a USC. I think he's explosive. I think he's got great playmaking ability. I think he'd be a tough one-on-one matchup for a lot of you know cornerbacks to have to play against, especially in the Chiefs' offense. See them going to a linebacker. I kind of like Chaz Surratt. I know he didn't test very good out of North Carolina. He looked really athletic on film, though, and he's kind of—he's still pretty raw. He played quarterback, and now he's uh, was like an All ACC linebacker this year. That could be something interesting, but I don't know if that's something. And then just kind of looking down the list, you know, there's more guys. Quincy Roach out of Miami, another one of those good edge guys. And then, you know, just keep on going down the line. There's more offensive linemen like Ben Cleveland, guys like that. But I kind of think they're going to go with a skill position here. I think it will probably either be a receiver or a secondary player, to be honest with you. Well, I got a secondary pillar I want to talk to you about because I think that that could be this could be a potential range for this guy, and I, I'm again big fan of him, and he's the teammate of Andre Cisco at Syracuse, and his brother was actually drafted by the Raiders, and it's um, Ifiatu Melifanowu. He he's a long corner, six two two twelve, super rangy guy, good good in zone. Um, you know, I'm obviously from up in the Syracuse area. So I have actually got to watch a few of his games um, this year. I actually grew up a huge Syracuse football fan, believe it or not. Back in the days of Donovan McNabb, Marvin Harrison, those guys. But um, I I think he, he is somebody that could certainly be in play here. And if we go secondary, I think that that he would be a great addition. You think about like what Veach and those guys want to add to the secondary. I think the length is something that they've been looking at. You think of Legereus Sneed, he's, you know, a taller six foot, six foot one guy. Um, I think he would fit that profile. Traverius Ward is a long-armed guy, long-rangey guy. We can play a little bit, man, but good in those zone schemes, good in that cover two scheme that Spags likes to play. So I, I, I could see that too. So I, I think that we either go um, Melifanowu or your your boy St. Brown out of USC, which I, I'm not – I don't know. I got mixed feelings on him. I'm not huge on him. I, I think he's okay. Um I like a couple a couple wide receiver prospects later more. I think they just provide better value later than than St. Brown does here with the 63rd pick. But um, So I would say either of those two guys. What are you thinking? I'll go ahead and uh, go with Melifanu with you on this one just because they still don't really know what they're doing with Breland yet. And here in a year, it'll give them a chance to walk away from Ward if they need to. And he's going to be a guy, you know, they haven't missed on their cornerbacks the last few years, you know. Brett Beach might know what he's talking about when he's evaluating corners. But if you look at the crew they've had in there between, uh, you know, between turning Breland into a like a huge player in the defense, finding Ward out of nowhere, going out and drafting a Jim and Legereus Sneed, and then going out and getting even like Rashad Fenton, you know, solid guy. And uh, so it's going to be, oh, yeah. And one of the first guys he traded for is Kendall Fuller. So Brett Veach has put some value in the secondary, and I think it's one of the Chiefs' strongest areas of their defense. I think they're going to look to continue to build on that side of the ball there, though. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I like what it does with the versatility with the guys that they would have with Snead. Snead can play outside or inside. 
you know, if you want to bring um, Melifano in as, as like the nickel corner and put him outside and put Snead in on the inside, and then maybe in your base packages, you can put Snead on the outside. You know, you have, like you said, Fenton's a solid rotational guy. Um, I don't, I don't mind that at, at all. Um, so let's, let's move on to the, the third round pick with pick 94. This is interesting. So I think that if we go offensive tackle and secondary, I think this is gotta be either edge rusher or wide receiver for sure in this range. I think that they're, they're going to get those guys at some point in the draft. So if, if we've gotten the offensive tackle in the corner already, um, you know, <laughs> interior line is interesting as well, but I, I definitely think it would, they might go somewhere else. You know, if it is interior line, uh, Quinn, um, uh, my, I can't say his, I can't say anyone's last name tonight. Miners yeah. from Wisconsin Whitewater, um, division three prospect. Um, obviously I coached in, in division three, so pretty familiar with Wisconsin Whitewater program, obviously a very good program, um, that they have over there, but definitely some interesting edge rushers, uh, available around here and definitely some interesting wide receivers available here. Are you on the same page as me as thinking, you know, if we go out to offensive tackle and, and DB that uh, it's got to be wide receiver or edge rusher here? Yeah, I can, I, I'm kind of on the same wavelength as you on that one. It kind of seems to make the most sense there. You know, we got to remember, uh, you know, we have Kyle Long. That's only a one-year contract. No one knows how he's going to play, really. He hasn't played in over a year. There's some pretty good guys on the interior in here, like you mentioned. There's Trey Smith. I was just going to say this for the interior line real quick. There's Trey Smith and then Deontay Brown, Ben Cleveland. Those guys will be in that range. And, you know, it might be a reach for him, but uh, Kendrick Green out of Illinois would be there also. When I'm looking at the edge rushers, some of these guys on the list here, I do think there is some talent. Peyton Turner's a guy that kind of interests me out of Houston a little bit. You know, I know – He's, he seems like a good fit for a spag system. I also really like Patrick Jones out of the University of Pittsburgh. He's been a guy that pops off a of film to me. He reminds me a lot of you know what you want to see in spag's defense. He's got the he's got the thick frame to be able to play the run, but he's also can get after it in the pass rush. Yeah, I think those two guys could be potentially in a really good position on the Chiefs' offensive line. That's going to command a lot of double teams already just with our Chiefs defensive line that's going to command a lot of double teams. Um, and then in wide receiver range, you know, I like uh, Dave Surratt out of uh, Wake Forest. He's a guy that I've been watching since, you know, the start of draft season. I think he's a little more athletic than people give him credit for. I really like he's a 6'3", like 220 frame. I really like that. It's just, and he seems to be able to catch the ball and play through contact. Well, I thought he was a little underrated the whole way through here. And then just kind of scrolling through my list of guys. Um, There was a a couple of other guys I was looking at here. And one more just offensive lineman for you guys, Aaron Banks out of Notre Dame. He's a really pretty good guard. He could be a guy that comes in and plays a lot of offensive line, which I know it sounds silly taking two offensive linemen from Notre Dame. They usually pan out pretty well in the NFL. And I would say maybe an outside shot here for the Chiefs, something I don't necessarily really see them doing. But uh, they could go safety here. I kind of like that uh, Hamza Nasruddin from Florida State. It's kind of a really – he's a really tall athletic guy. I think he could be an interesting piece. But I do think they're going to go with an edge rusher here, if I'm being honest with you. 
Yeah, I, I'm right there with you uh, with uh, Patrick Jones, right? So we kind of talked about him early on where we just started watching film and both kind of mentioned him as guys that we liked. I think that if we went edge rusher, it would be him. I think he's super interesting. And then the wide receiver that I kind of like in this range is Amir Smith uh, Martis out of Iowa. He, he's a 6'2", 186, good runner, can do a bunch of different stuff. I'm, I'm not sure if he can play the X. But um, I, I like him if we want receivers. So I'm good with Patrick Jones here at, at 94 if you want him. Yep, let's do it. I think that's a heck of a pick in that situation because that's a guy that actually probably could come in and after six or seven games he could be taking every rep at one of the defensive end positions. Yeah, I think he could absolutely step in and actually start opposite of Frank Clark. He, he's a guy that he's got that long frame, like you mentioned before, that Spags like six six four, almost six five, two sixty five. He almost kind of reminds me of like a Taco Charlton type build, to be honest with you. Doesn't he kind of that rangy longer, yeah. longer type defensive end? Well, I think he's a little, honestly, I think he's a little more. He he's got long arms, but like the yeah. mid, down the middle, he's kind of like my. He's like a mix of Dana and Charlton, to be honest with you. Which, I mean, that's a pretty good combination because if you put those two guys together, that's a scary football player. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, he, he – yeah, I think that's a pretty good call. He is a little bit thicker than um, than Taco, but – so that brings us to pick – so they have actually picked 136 and 144 um, in the fourth round. So, obviously, I think right now we got to go wide receiver. We have taken – Offensive tackle Liam Eichenberg in the first at pick 31. Yafatu Melifanowu, uh, the corner out of Syracuse in the second. And we just took Patrick Jones in the second, the, the edge rusher out of Pittsburgh, with pick 94. So some wide receivers in this, this range right here. Mr. Seth Williams out of Auburn, big dude. They, Auburn actually has a couple guys that I receivers that I think are pretty interesting. Seth Williams, 6'2", 224, really big guy, probably could play the X. I don't know if he's a starter full-time in the NFL, um, but could be a rotational-type guy. They also have Anthony Schwartz, who is an absolute burner, just ran some crazy numbers um, in in the 40 for him, so just super, super fast fast guy. So that pair right there is available. Schwartz is 6'0", about 180, you know, definitely just a crazy track guy. that would fit in obviously with <laughs> nicely with the uh, with the Chiefs offense. Frank Darby out of Arizona State, six foot, one ninety four, pretty good athlete. Um, I, I don't mind him. There's a receiver that I really like though, and, and that's and he's got another last name that I probably won't be able to pronounce, and I it might be a little bit early for him. I might have you on this one. I think I, I was gonna say I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Josh Imatora Bahay Bay or whatever. I like think this it's dude, six think two it's, two. Yeah, I was gonna say he, I think it's Josh Imatoribi. Yeah, dude, he's you know watching on film. Like, obviously, I'm not making this comparison because it's stupid to compare um, Hall of Fame players to guys that could potentially draft in the fourth round. But he's built like Trell Owens. That's what he reminds me like build wise. Like he's like big. He's cut. I think he could eventually be a starter. Um, in the NFL, I like him here. I don't. It might be a little bit early, but I don't mind him. He, of all, you know, I'm the speed thing. Obviously, Anthony Schwartz here. I wouldn't mind either, to be honest with you. But those would be two my two picks at wide receiver. 
What do you think about Marlon Williams out of UCF? He seems kind of interesting to me because he's versatile. He can kind of do a little bit of everything. I don't know if that's necessarily something they want to go about since they're probably going to be trying to throw the ball out of the backfield more to Clyde. But this guy, I mean, he looks to me when I see like some of his numbers, he can kind of do everything. He's kind of that do-it-all guy for them. I think that could be something interesting there. And then, you know, I think Daz Newsome, I kind of like him. I know we already have two guys that are built just like him, Nicole Hardman and Tyree Kill. But every time I watch North Carolina play this year, that guy was doing something, and I always go back and check out a little bit of what he was doing, just keeping an eye on it. That guy just strikes me as someone the Chiefs would want to have around on their team just because of the straight-line speed and kind of that explosive playmaking. Those are some of those guys I was keeping my eye on, though. And obviously, big Josh I from Illinois. That dude's kind of a freaky athlete, so you can watch out with that. That's what the Chiefs have been – That's what I mean, this could be a home run pick in the fourth round. They're able to find a receiver here that could start for them. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I think of of all the guys that are kind of here in this range, I think he has the most upside to be like a starter, like consistently in the NFL. I mean, another another big, huge guy is, is Simi Fioko hmm. out of Stanford. He's a huge guy. He's like 6'4", 225. So he's another like big vertical receiver if you if you like those type of uh, those type of receivers. But to me, Josh I is the guy I think here for this pick. Let's ride with it. I love it. All right, let's get it, Josh I. So pick thir- 136, Josh I from Illinois. So that gets us to pick 144. So we've got offensive tackle, corner, D-end, and wide receiver taking so far. So we, we're, we're filling some of those positions of need. Obviously, we talked about at the beginning. One position of need that we really haven't uh, addressed yet is linebacker. Um, so, that, you know, I don't think this linebacker class is very deep, to be honest with you. So it's it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they go this far into the draft without da- drafting one, who will be there? Derek Barnes out of Purdue is a guy that could probably be around in this range. Um, Isaiah McDuffie out of Boston College, he could probably be around in this range. He, he is, you know, 6'2", 215, pretty athletic guy. He, he he's he's interesting if you want if you want to look at that. Um, Monty Rice, Monty Rice out of Georgia is another linebacker that could be available. I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think, I think this is one of the weaker linebacker draft classes we've seen. And if they're, I don't think they're going to get a quality player if they wait till after like the second or third round to get one. That's just my take on it. You know, maybe they could, they might, I mean, one of these guys would be taking like late in the sixth or seventh round, but I don't know. It just seems like you'd be wasting a draft pick at this point, honestly, to me, to go linebacker. the, The only guys that I think that, I wouldn't hate if they got to this point that they could take is Dylan Moses out of Alabama, which I don't know if he'll be available this late. Um, and then the Monty Rice out of Georgia. That, those would be the guys. If they don't go that direction, where do you think that they could go? I think this is going to be a really interesting, but I think this is going to be like the best player available situation. I think yep. there's not going to be too many great offensive tackles on the board. I've got to keep an eye on that could be here is uh, Drake Jackson. There could still be some decent interior guys around. Drake Jackson out of the University of Kentucky, 
he's very similar to Austin Ryder and, you know, take it however you want it. But he'd be a guy that they could come in and have to sit for a year and learn and get a little bit stronger and develop. He played a lot. Of, he was a walk-on. He started out his career at Kentucky as a walk-on, and he turned up into being like a three-year player for them. I think he'd still be around a little later, but I think they could still be looking just to keep adding you know, consistent depth to that interior so they don't end up in the situation they did last year. But I think a big piece of the Chiefs' defense the last couple of years has been having you know a, a plethora of run-stopping defensive tackles, and it seems like they've lost one. They're probably not re-signing my, or, uh, big Mike Pinnell at this point. There's a couple of guys on the interior defensive line that are going to be around here who I really like. I think they're going to be good players. Uh, Bobby Brown the third out of Texas A&M and uh, Tyrus Tonga from out of BYU. These guys both really compare really highly to me to, uh, you know, a Pinnell. You know, they're not going to win any pass rushing contests, but they're going to go out there and they're not going to get moved and they're going to eat up double teams. They're going to be able to give Chris Jones a blow or they're going to be able to give Jerron Reed a blow or Derek Naughty a blow and not, you know, still have a quality depth player out there. It's also important to think this could be Derek Naughty's last season in Kansas City, so I think they're going to try to address the interior defensive line with this pick. Yeah, I could see that. Marvin Wilson out of Florida State, he's a guy that could be around along the interior defensive line there. Um, you with know, Marvin, off- I was Go gonna ahead. say with Marvin, I don't know if you've been following him. He went from like being like a top 10 guy, he was like they had him. I remember some of the rankings I've been reading about him and watching his film. They had him as the number one defensive tackle in the draft, and now people don't even know if he's going to go in the sixth round, fifth round, which I that's crazy to me. Because he does have talent and he does have flash. I just think it's a motivation thing. And he's really not that stout against the run. But that could be interesting if it came to pass. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the same thing. I remember him too. And like you said, he was just a super, super highly touted guy. Um, let me ask you about an offensive lineman here. What about like Deontay Brown out of out of Alabama? That could be a steal of a pick. Don't know if he's the greatest fit for the Chiefs offense. But that dude is massive, and he has a really quick. Yeah, he, he he they said he played this season at three fifty. I think he played like three seventy five. Man, then you know he cut down quite a bit of weight for his pro day, so that's always good to see. He's a he could probably lose another twenty pounds and still be okay, and not lose any of his power. He has really good footwork. He's I think he's going to be a really good guard in the NFL, but. He's going to be better off in like a Baltimore Ravens or Indianapolis Colts type system where they can, you know, ground and pound and run. But, I mean, if they were to bring him in and have him sit and learn a year behind behind Joe Tooney, behind, you know, Long and Blythe and LDT and all those veteran guys, they could keep letting him get his body right. You know, maybe he gets down another 20 pounds. Maybe he gets a little bit quicker because that's what everyone was saying. His pro day, they're like, man, we forgot how quick he was. And I'm like, he's probably even faster now. He's probably he shed it. He shed 35 pounds in like a couple of months. So that'd be an interesting pick. Not a not a play right away kind of guy, but that's like uh, you're gonna want to roll him out at the week one next season, line him up next to like Lucas Nile and say, look what we've built now. Yeah, that's like that's the thing to me. Like, dude, the the guy started in almost thirty games at Alabama. Like, he's playing top level competition year in year out, 
and he started a ton of games for him. So to me, it comes down to three picks here. We'll go Deontay Brown, uh, Tonga, the D lineman out of BYU, or Marvin Wilson out of Florida State. And I'll let you make a pick of those three dudes. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and be out on Marvin Wilson. They don't really need him at this point in their junction, and I I just trust the Chiefs' ability to just find diamonds in the rough when it comes to defensive tackles because he's a pass rushing guy, and they have they still have. A, I think the Chiefs are really high on Turk Wharton still, and he's probably not going to get to play quite as much because Jaron Reed's it down. So I'd say he's out. Now it's getting tough because I would love to see Deontay Brown here. I don't really know what the Chiefs' plans are with Derek Noddy. I hope they extend him eventually, but this is honestly what this pick is coming down to for me. But I think they'll probably go another season without needing a you know a real big run stuffer in there because I do think Jaron Reed he can play he can play the run a little bit. So I think they're going to be comfortable with him in there as their third tackle. And let's just go ahead and draft Deontay Brown and build the Great Wall of Kansas City and let's do it like that. I love it. I love it. You know what? Number one priority in Kansas City is keeping 15 upright. You get a dude like that in front of you. He he is somebody I think he would push for a starting job too because he's just – the dude is – he's huge and he, he – like I said, he played at Alabama. Like he's played against the best competition in the, AC, the SEC and he started, you know, so many games for, for them. So – If he can snap. I think like, you know, they took him at pick 144 that – I think it's a great pick. If they could get him to be able to snap, that would be huge. Because he's almost yeah. even built like a center, I think, sometimes more than a guard. He just balls people off of the ball. But his best trait, while well, you see all that power and all that violence, and you see him moving, well, go watch his feet in some of their pass protection plays because it is some you do not expect to see that out of a man that large. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I'm a big fan. I think that he is – he is uh, somebody that could definitely come in and, and look to start right away, potentially, or at least push guys to start if he's not ready from day one. Um, that gets us to picks 175 and then 181. So the thing, again, we're not doing any trades here, but you, if you look, right, we just went 136, 144, and now 175, 181. Brett Beach has traded up in every single draft that he's been in at the GM of the Chiefs in. You know, to me, it, it, you could even trade back from 31 and then use those extra picks and all these picks to trade up and get guys that you want. You know, move up again in the second, maybe take two second round picks um, early on. To, to me, that that would make a ton of sense with I think this is a pretty talented draft, you know, and I think with all the quarterbacks getting drafted early, um, you know, you're potentially pushing some some good football players down to down to Kansas City. So I might have a guy here. Guy oh, yeah. that's been interesting me, and it's uh, Ellerson Smith out of Northern Iowa. Yep. If you want a guy that you can sit for a year and then let him go to work next season and take the league by storm, this could be a guy right here. He is massive. I mean, he's like six seven, probably two sixty, and he really moves so well for his size he's not just one of those big stand he's not he's not just going to be like Tano passing you in there he's not just one of those huge guys it's just going to be like a robot off the ball he's got a little bit of hip flip he can bend the edge a little bit his biggest knock I think 
is he played at Northern Iowa. And, you know, like we say all the time on this show, talent's talent, no matter where you find it at. And if this guy is able to go up there and make a name for himself up at Northern Iowa, I think he can do it in the league. If there's there's a guy there's a guy built just like Ellerson Smith who's going to be a first or second round pick, and it's Gregory Russo. And when you watch them play, it's not so different after all. It's just one has gotten a lot more attention and a lot more exposure because he's playing in the ACC in Florida versus this guy who's spent the last four years or whatever up in Iowa. I think you know they ran a three. They ran a lot of three four. He did a lot of stand up stuff. This is a guy that if they get him in the system, they get him in the program a little bit, they get him around Chris Jones, he keeps developing with Brendan Daly, obviously. This could be a home run pick also here. And that's the interesting thing to think about this far into the draft is how many times do we see guy the Chiefs just take guys, contributors, in these kinds of rounds? You know, when you get back into like – 130 to 180 we find all these guys this could be another dude the Chiefs could be I think could be on their board here even if they don't really need it right now yeah I like a lot of the stuff that you were just talking about with with him he like you said big big guy again we talked about how how Spags likes those long uh rangy kind of edge rushers I think that he is somebody that kind of fits that bill for sure um I guess, you know, you talk about doubling up on positions, which I really like, especially in positions of need where, you know, edge rushers, you know, we took Patrick Jones with the third round, 94th overall pick. Um, but this is a, just another guy, right? I think edge rushers are somebody you can't have enough of. So I, I like that idea. The other guy I'll tell you here is interesting in me just talking about doubling up um, on picks again is a wide receiver out of Hawaii, uh, Rico Bussey Jr. Big Bigger guy, 6'2", about 200 pounds, um, good athlete, can move. Not great hands, but not terrible, but big play guy, right? A lot of big plays. Also, the big thing that I like about him is that he adds value in the return game. So to me, like that, that is somebody that definitely, I, I think that they need to get Hardman away from returning punts um, as much as they possibly can. You know, we've seen him obviously score touchdowns from it. But we've also seen him, you know, struggle. He dropped, he muffed the one in the in the AFC Championship game against Buffalo. Um, so, I, I, to me, if they can get him out of that position, I, I wouldn't mind that at all. But Rico is uh, a super interesting player to me out of Hawaii. So, I think maybe one of these two guys, either him or you know what, we we're only we're one seventy five, one eighty one. Why don't we just take them both? Let's do it. I like it. And that's the great part about this late in the draft. They're going to be able to get their guys at this point. This is where all that advanced scouting and, you know, this is where all the film study, this is where the scouts make their money at is in these rounds. And give credit to the Chiefs because they have found contributors consistently in these rounds in the last, like, couple of seasons who've come in and, you know, they've been guys that the Chiefs, you know, they play. They play and they're not just liabilities. You know, how many how many teams in the NFL – after their first 60 or 70, you know, after pick 70, they don't get anyone that does anything. And, you know, that's something that's big for roster development in general. I, I agree. I agree completely. I think that that's, you know, and especially with what they have. And like I said, they need they need to, you know, add some depth. And, and being able to do that with some of these later round picks, I think, is going to be huge for them. And I think that right now, you know, we've, we've got some guys where they're going to be able to, 
contribute in in some different spaces. Um, the next, and I think I do believe it is their last pick, four, five, six. Yeah, so their last pick is pick two hundred seven. All right, so two hundred seven. Um, interesting, interesting pick here. You know, we've gotten an offensive tackle, two edge rushers, two wide receivers, a corner, interior offensive line. Um, you know, we haven't taken a linebacker yet, so maybe this is something where later in the draft they look for a, a developmental type player. Um, if you're looking for those type of players, you know, there, there are some guys here. Garrett Wallow out of TCU, Justin Hilliard out of Ohio State, Patty Fisher out of Northwestern, I think are all guys that kind of might fit that bill of, you know, not great, just kind of okay type football players, might be able to play some special teams, maybe able to get on the field every once in a while. I think Garrett Wallow out of, out of TCU might be a guy, 6'2", 230. He's a former safety, so that I like that, that he's a little athletic. He can provide some coverage skills. Um and that type of thing. And Justin Hilliard, obviously, you play at Ohio State. They're they're like a defensive factory lately. They just pump out guys in the first round of the NFL draft for for that. Uh, but he he's he's a guy that I would think that would play every special teams that might be able to play, you know, and eventually start for you even. Um, just being th- that he is, you know, performed well at Ohio State with other good linebackers, right? So they're, they're all of their linebackers are probably going to get drafted. They have Pete Werner and, and Baron Browning and Turf Borland, and all those guys will probably go. Turf Borland, maybe not. He might be somebody that's later or an undrafted guy um, that could get picked up, but they'll probably have all their linebackers eventually get get taken. Yeah, uh, a couple of guys. Garrett Wall, I kind of like him. He's got the safety background, which I like, and you actually watch him play. He's got a little bit of juice to his game. He's not just going to be – He's not just going to be a big downhill linebacker. I think he he he'd be a guy that comes in. He's going to play play every special teams unit. He'd be there, and you know maybe maybe they'd let him see the field over Ben Neiman. <laughs> we can only hope for such a thing to happen. Hopefully, it's Willie Gay, but not. We're not getting into that right now. Uh, I'd take a look at maybe another developmental tackle, Royce Newman uh, out of Ole Miss, Brendan James out of Nebraska. He, those are all. Those are two guys I would take a look at. You know, they've played a lot of football in their career. Royce Newman can play center guard, tackle. That's always big on Andy Reid's book. And you know, I think they'd be trying to keep the offensive, you know, that offense together. But overall, in this situation, oh, here's an outside pick, and I'm only doing this because my friends all went to Mizzou. But Larry Roundtree, the Mizzou's running back, he's got a little bit of juice to his game. Chiefs definitely don't need to go with a running back here. It would just he'd just be like a guy I think they could use in kind of like a Dexter McCluster role almost with like reverses and stuff out of the backfield. Not that they need to do that. It'd just be kind of entertaining. But I think the Smith the safe pick, the smart pick here is going to be Garrett Wallen. That's who I would go with in this situation. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Just we'll go with with the linebacker. I think it's a position of need. I think that they're gonna eventually have to do it. Um, Wallow's, Wallow's an interesting guy. Like I said, safety background comes from TCU. And if you don't know much about T- TCU, T- TCU is consistently one of the better defenses in all of F- FBS. Uh, Gary, Gary Patterson over there does a tremendous job coaching the defensive side of the ball. And they run like a 4 2 5. Um, 
split field coverage type defense where they get a lot of athletes and that's kind of what Wallow is they get you know an athletic type coverage type linebacker hybrid type player so I think that would be a good fit in, in guys where they need to get more athletic at the linebacker position so recap 31st we took Liam Eichenberg out of uh, Notre Dame offensive tackle um, Caleb thinks he compares to Mitchell Schwartz in the same sense not a great athlete but uh you know, a good, solid technician, I guess, is how you describe him, isn't it, Caleb? Yeah, and if you look at another Notre Dame offensive tackle in the NFL, Mike McGlinchey, they're, they're, I think they're very similar also. You know, they're big physical guys, they, and they have really good footwork. And they just don't make a lot of mistakes. And that's, that's a lot of playing offensive line is just not making little mistakes. So I think overall, huge. I think it would be a huge pick, and I think that – you know, Chiefs fans, we know some good offensive linemen when we see him. We've seen some pretty good ones, and I think he's going to be a guy that he'd fit in well in the Kansas City Chiefs system. Agreed. And then 63rd overall, uh, Melifonowu, cornerback out of Syracuse, long 6'2", about 215, long-rangey corner, good in zone. I think he'll be great in the cover, too, that Spags likes to disguise. You know, you put put a six foot two corner out on the outside with Sneed and somebody his athleticism. That's that's tough to throw over, and it's tough to throw into the flats. You know, physical guys kind of come up and tackle. I think that's a great fit for for Kansas City. Uh, we went Patrick Jones, edge rusher out of Pittsburgh at ninety four. Josh I is what we're calling him, <laughs> the wide receiver out of Illinois. Big dude. Um, Love, I, I love his game. I think he's a, eventually a starter in the NFL. And if you could get him, you know, fourth round, I think that's a really good value there. And then we took big Deontay Brown, pick 144, interior offensive lineman out of Alabama. Um, if you haven't seen Deontay Brown, just Google a picture of him. Like, that is like like football personified. Like, he's just like all that is man. The dude is I, just huge. I'll be, honest, I'll be honest. I don't think he makes it out of the top 100. That's my opinion on that one. He's I don't. He might not make it out of the top seventy-five, to be honest with you, because he's got as much talent as anyone in the draft does. He just plays guard. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that the interesting thing with him is it's just that he is like he's a guard, right? Like I don't like you said, maybe he could snap, and that'd be sweet if he could step in and snap, especially for Kansas City, who you know obviously the, they need a, a center. But man, dude, he is he's a massive human being. Um, then we took. Uh, Ellerson Smith, who's edge rusher out of Northern Iowa, big dude, almost six foot seven, um, really interesting guy, super, uh, I think super upside, right? With with him, not super twitchy, but athletic, long, powerful, good, good, good little bend. You know, not not a guy that's gonna let you. Not Von Miller out there moving around, but he he's moves well enough, especially at a six seven, two hundred sixty five foot frame. Um, to, to, to create a little havoc on the edge. Then we took Rico, one just because he's got a sweet name. His name's Rico. Rico. Uh, Rico uh, Bussy or Busey out of, out of Hawaii. He's a transfer from Nebraska. I Watch his film. I, I just kind of started diving into him a little bit, and I'm super intrigued with him. I think he's a, a twitchy athlete, explosive guy. He fights the ball a little bit at, at times, but you know he's good on like jet sweeps. So I know everybody's in Kansas City just rolled their eyes. They're like, all right, we already have one of those guys in McCall Hardman. But like, dude, he's an athlete. So you get the you get these guys on the field together. Like you're creating plays and you're creating displays. How would you so, rank his hand? How would you rank his hands? I, I, it's honestly it's the worst part of his game. Really? 
Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, that's what he really, he's not like, you know, some guys you can tell he's just, there are some guys that are just natural catchers. You can see they just pluck the ball. Um, he has a tendency to let it get into his body a little bit. He, you can see him fight it a little bit. Just just not natural, you know what I mean? And those guys you can tell that just don't naturally just come along and catch the football. But, again, athlete. Like, I think the ball in his hands, he's a good athlete. You can see some of the, the jet sweeps that he runs. He, he's he's twitchy. Um, and then we finished it up with pick 207, Garrett Wallow, linebacker out of TCU. So coming out of that Gary Patterson, four two five defense. So smart, think, tough football player. Yep. I think that would be I think that'd be a hell of a draft for Kansas City, to be honest with you. Who okay. Um who who do you think out of this draft would have the most potential to maybe be like a Hall of Fame player out of this crew of guys? Out of the ones that we just take that yeah, we took? Out of this draft class, who do you think could be a potential Canton guy? Oh boy, that's that's tough. That's tough. I mean, you think if you're going to tell me that that Eichenberg is close to like a Mitchell Schwartz type technician, if that if he could have a, a Schwartz career but stay healthy and be on a Kansas City team where you're winning, like you think about if Mitch Schwartz wasn't with Cleveland for the first part of his career and was with Kansas City and like went to all these Super Bowls, like that, you know, started all those games in a row, like that's potential for Can, like, but. I mean, I guess that, you know, it's always tough with with picking 31. Yeah. You, know, you got to hit, right? Like, that's those guys that are, you know, obviously can is can. Speaking about can, do you see Julian Edelman retired? Yeah. And everybody's debating whether he's a Hall of Famer. And I just laugh. I'm like, that's not even a question. Like, it's not even close. He's mm-hmm. not a Hall of Famer. He's a, he's a really great big time. He's a really great big game player. Yeah, he's even like he's a good, he's a good, like guys like, like Reggie Damian, Wayne. Damian Williams. If he played for the Patriots, there'd be people saying should Damian Williams be in the Hall of Fame because he's a great big game player. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like come on, it's like don't like Dwayne Bow has more receive career receiving yards than Julian Edelman. It's crazy. Oh, I was crazy. gonna, I was gonna say real quick. Some of the best offensive linemen in the NFL history are taken in the range where we took Deontay Brown. That's why that could be the most interesting pick. Because if Chiefs fans do recall, the best offensive lineman in Chiefs franchise history is Will Shields, and he was like a third or fourth round pick, if I'm not mistaken. That's where you can find your meat and potato guys. So I'd say Brown maybe, but if Josh I could live up to his potential, all those athletic gifts, and you know if he could go out there and boss people like he did in Illinois, good luck. Him and Patrick Mahomes could be scary for a while. Yeah, that would be – I mean, his pick is super interesting. Like that – that those two picks right there are – if you if Kansas City walked away with those two guys in the middle of the middle of the draft, I would say that's pretty good value right there. You know, I, I like them. I like them both. Honestly, I like this draft a lot. I think those are some good good football players we, we selected. So Very good. Any then, closing thoughts before we get out of here? Well, I think number one closing thought for me is just because these are the guys they drafted – they still got more guys to go after, and Brent Veach gets his undrafted free agents, so this will only be a part of the final equation and what it comes out to be, and we'll be able to see who the next crop of Kershaw Wharton-type guys are. And, you know, um, we're obviously we have a big draft content coming out of Arrowhead Live here soon. We released our cover the other day. We have all of our work for that finalized and submitted. Just got to go through editing it and putting it together. 
guys, be on the lookout for that because we're going to have a couple of deals running for it. Whenever we first get going, we are going to have a couple of like flash sales with it where we'll charge for like a couple of 24-hour periods. We'll charge about $5 to it, and then it'll go up to about like $6.99. We're not going to break the bank on you guys or anything. It's going to be cheap. You're probably you're going to have well over 150 at really high-quality analysis, in my opinion. I've had a chance to read through most every one of them now. This is good-level stuff. There's been a ton of work, a ton of time, a ton of effort put into this. We're trying to get you guys the best quality content possible, and we don't ask for you guys to pay for a lot here at Arrowhead Live. I know personally I've got 150 articles for free. I've probably posted over 1,000 film clips since I've been writing for the site. Just this one time, let me ask you to spend a little cash on us, but be on the lookout for that, y'all, and I'll let Justin go ahead and finish this bad boy out. Yeah, just to kind of reiterate that, guys, the draft guide will be coming out. Make sure that you find it. Make sure that you buy it. It is really good quality work. Um, you know, me and Caleb were obviously part of it, and and uh, I'm proud to say that I was, right? It took a lot of time, a lot of effort by a lot of people. So I'm excited to see the final product and when it comes out. So be on the lookout for that. But make sure you're checking us out over at Arrowhead Live. Go over, check out the store, buy stuff over there. Um, keep sharing everything around, guys. We appreciate everybody being here, and we'll talk to you next time.